0: way in the world today, takes everything you've got, taking a break from all your work, showing help a lot, oh, wouldn't you like to get away, all those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail, on the cataphany scale, and your third fiance in the show. Sometimes you wanna go wherever. Troubles are all the same. You wanna be where everybody knows your name. Go out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead, the morning's looking bright, looking right, and your shrink ran off to your room and didn't need right. And your husband wants to be a girl. There is one place in the world where... Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, October the 16th, 2021. It is 6.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we welcome you to WCSHQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, for episode number 281 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is, of course, WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Coming at you from the HQ, Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw here with you Here, of course, the rest of the panel. Way too tough to handle. Of course, is taking it easy here tonight. Of course, as you know, uh, of the hockey games. Of course, this past Wednesday, uh, for this this for tonight and also next weekend will be of course special editions of AEW Dynamite. So there will be some focus on that, and that, definitely, of course, some big time discussion. About that, here coming up here this coming week in the radio network. But of course, to, <coughs> excuse me. But of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, here tonight, I'll be bringing you what took place in the radio network this past week. Also, of course, I'm going to bring you, of course, today's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays. And also bring you some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you wish to chime in on anything that we bring up here, of course, this evening, please feel free, of course, as always, to give us a call. By calling one 562 444 Caller ID 141 364 Press that one if you wish to chime in, as we said, on anything and everything that we bring, of course, to the table here this evening. Now, ladies and gentlemen, at 6.09 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, let us now go ahead here and bring you, first of all, as we always do, your your look, of course, at today's wrestling uh, history and birthday report here for today, the 16th. And, of course, we have some very interesting moments here to, of course, address. So let us go ahead and bring that here, of course, to the table. <clears throat> okay, let's On this date in 1988, the fourth non-televised WWF's King of the Ring tournament took place in Providence, Rhode Island. Ted DiBiase defeated the reigning WWF champion Randy Savage via countout in the final. Also, Jim Duggan defeated Bolo with Frenchie Martin in his corner in a flag match. On this date in 1995, on WCW Monday Nitro from Albany, New York, The unlikely team of Brick Flair and Sting faced off against Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman in the main event. On this day, also in 1995, on the go-home edition of Monday Night Raw for In Your House 4, the Smoking Guns defended the WWF tag team title against P team. Also, Hunter Hearst Helmsley faced Doink the Clown in the opening bout. And the main event, Bret Hart faced Dr. Isaac Yankum in a steel cage match. Of course, as you know, Dr. Isaac Yankum would, of course, go on to be be better known um, a couple years later as the Big Red Machine Kane. Now, I'm not sure if we have this match on the video vault page or not, but we do have a video for it right here. I will, of course, post that in the video vault in the, in the event we do not have this particular match posted there indeed. On this date, <coughs> excuse me. In 2000, Stone Cold Steve Austin returned to the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit for the go-home edition of WWF Raw for the No Mercy pay-per-view and was almost run down again by his previous vehicular assailant and upcoming pay-per-view opponent, Rikishi. In addition, the number one contender for the WWF title, teamed up with Edgy Christian and faced off against The Rock and the Hardy Boys in the main event. On this date in 2003, the patriarch of the Hart family and founder of Stampede Wrestling, of course, Stu Hart, sadly passed away from heart failure in Calgary. Hart is best known to younger fans as the father of Brett and Owen Hart, as well as the grandfather of Natalia Hart and David Hart Smith. On this date in 2004, Samoa Joe and C. to a one hour time limit for the Ring of Honor World title. At Joe versus Punk Two at the Frontier Fieldhouse in Illinois. On the undercard, Alex Shelley defeated Jimmy Jacobs in the Night Quit match. Josh Daniels defeated Angel Dust, Matt Sidale, and Trent Acid in a four-corner survival match. Generation Next, who was Jack Evans and Roderick Strong, faced the Rottweilers, who was Homicide and Rocky Romero, and the team of Chad Collier and Nigel McGuinness with Ricky Steamboat, defeated BJ Whitmer and Dan Math. With Mick Foley in their corner. On the state in 2010, Davey Richards defeated Christopher Daniels in the headline bout of Ring of Honor Richards versus Daniels. On the undercard, Colt Cabana faced Steve Carino in an I Quit match, and Adam Cole and Kyle Riley faced a team of Kenny King and Rhett Titus. On the state in 2011, at TNA's Bound for Glory Philadelphia, Rangel retained the TNA World Heavyweight title against Bobby Roode in the main event. And Mr. Anderson, of course, we know him as Mr. Kennedy. And also, Bully Ray fought in a false count anywhere Philadelphia street fight. Also, RVD faced Jerry Lynn in a full metal mayhem match. Velvet Sky won the TNA knockouts title in a fair four-way match. And Sting defeated Hulk Hogan in a match that gave Dixie Carter full control of TNA again if he won the match. The match would be Hogan's last ever televised wrestling match. On his date in 2012 at the WWE SmackDown taping in Memphis, Randy Orton faced The Miz in the opening match, and in the main event, Sheamus defeated Way Barrett in a lumberjack match. On his date in 2016 at Progress Chapter 37, uh, a sudden sense of liberty in Manchester, England, Mark Haskins defended the Progress World title, except- in the main event. Also, Marty Skrull, Joe Coffey, Pete Dunn, and Trent Seven competed in a fatal four-way match, and Rampage Brown defended the Progress Atlas title against Mikey Whiplash. The teams of TK Copper and Travis Banks, Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews, and Dave Mastip and El Ligero competed in a triple threat tag team match. Also on this date in 2017, Braun Strowman defeated Roman Reigns in the main event on monday night raw from portland oregon on this day in 2018 smackdown celebrated its 1000th edition from washington dc and featured a reunion of all the members of evolution the first seeds were planted for the here for the eventual wrestlemania 35 match between triple h and Batista. <clears throat> also the new day defeated cesaro and sheamus the bar to win the smackdown tag team titles excuse for just one second. Hello. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. There's a slight delay, but we're back here now. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, like I said, let me reiterate the last piece that I brought here on this day. 2018 SmackDown Live celebrated its 1,000th edition from Washington, D.C. and featured a reunion between all the members of Evolution. The first seeds were planted here for the eventual WrestleMania 35 match between Triple H and Batista also the new day defeated the bar who is of course cesaro and sheamus to win the wwe smackdown tag team titles um, and we have i'm not sure if i if we have anything about the situation about the um the video here of course where batista takes a, takes a shot at triple h during the reunion but i'll uh <clears throat> but if we if we don't have it posted we will of course post it on the in the video vault here but I will do some checking on that also on this date in 2019 Chris Jericho retained the AW world title in a street fight against Darby Allen on the third edition of Dynamite from Philadelphia <laughs> excuse me there and um, we will post this video in the AWS page if we do not have, if we do not have it of course already and on this date last year, on an episode of SmackDown from the Thunderdome, Roman Reigns successfully retained a universal title against Braun Strowman and went on to destroy the monster among men with a steel chair after the match. Of course, because he cannot simply get things done without having to have some help. <clears throat> uh, several birthdays to talk about here today, ladies and gentlemen. First off, we want to wish a very happy Give me just a second here, and um, let me look here. Mm. Yeah. Happy 22nd birthday to Ziya Brookside. You might remember her. She competed in the uh, May Young Classic. She was younger. She is the daughter of a, a, who was at the time, a trainer and coach at the Performance Center, uh, a British wrestling legend, Robbie Brookside. Um, I'm not sure if she's still, I'm, I think she is still competing in NXT UK now but uh but like i said happy 22nd birthday to miss brookside today also ladies and gentlemen we want to wish a very happy um let's see <clears throat> uh let happy 38th birthday here to the current aw world heavyweight champion and of course acting like a complete douchebag right now that is of course kenny omega and today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been because this gentleman I know has since passed on, but I think he passed away due to an apparent—I think it was a suicide. But today, he today would have been the um, <clears throat> the fifty-sixth birthday of the renegade. This gentleman was um, wrestled in WCW. He was actually supposed to have been WCW. WCW's answer to the ultimate warrior uh but so a lot of people kind of thought he was more like a, a ultimate warrior ripoff. but he started started getting ridiculed and all that and eventually like said so wcw just started pushing him down the ladder and everything and then of course after a little while here at least sadly he i uh, was i think i'm, I'm not sure what the cause of depression or anything like that but eventually I think he had something to, i think it was probably due uh, all that that <clears throat> i believe he actually committed suicide but today he would have been 56 years old so happy birthday today desire to brookside kenny omega and of course <clears throat> the late renegade that's what we have for your uh wrestling history and birthdays now let's bring you your pop culture history and birthdays here of course here for today and of course, as always, we will present it to you just like we do every single Wednesday evening on WCWS Outside the Ropes. Of course, general pop culture uh, history. Of course, also um, <clears throat> also birthdays. Of course, all stemming from general pop culture as well as of course movies, television, music, and also sports. On this 18, 13. The Battle of Leipzig, the largest battle in Europe prior to World War One, Napoleon's forces defeated by Prussia, Austria, and Russia. On the state 1900, Great Britain and Germany signed the Anglo-German Treaty, agreeing to maintain terrorist and territorial integrity of China and support open door policy called for by the United States Secretary of State. On the state 1934, Mao Zedong troops begin their 6,000-mile long march from the south of China to the north and west. On the date in 1962, the Cuban Missile Crisis begins as JFK is shown photos confirming the presence of Soviet missiles in Cuba. On the date in 1978, Polish Cardinal Karol Watila was elected Pope John Paul II. Also on the date in 1998. General Augusto Pinoch is arrested in London on a Spanish warrant requesting his extradition on murder charges. Today in movies and television history in 1923, uh, the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio is founded. And of course, eventually, this would all lead to, of course, what we know today simply as Disney. Today in music history in the state in 1912, Arnold Schoenberg's Perrault Lunaire. We premiere at the Berlin Chorlion Saal and was sung by Albertine Ziem. Hmm. And on a in sports history, 1968, Americans Tommy Smith, who who had gold uh, 19.83 WR, and John Carlos, the bronze, famously gave the Black Power salute on the 200 meter medal podium during the Mexico City Olympics to protest racism and injustice against African Operations. On a date in 2017, findings published of Neutron star collision that occurred two months prior on August the 17th, the first cosmic event seen in gravitational waves and light confirms heavy elements such as gold <coughs> the result of, as the result of, su- of such collisions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us bring you, of course, as we said yesterday, we had some very birthdays here of course today let's go ahead and bring you some of those um and this time we're going to do it in this fashion we had to take a little bit of a breather from it last night but we're going to do it this way here today Today would have been the 164th birthday of Oscar Wilde. He sadly passed away in 1900. I think he is a well-known author. Today would have been the 135th birthday of David Ben-Gurion. I'm not 100% sure what he was well-known for. Sadly, he passed away in 1973. Today would have been the 131st birthday of Michael Collins. I think he might have been somewhat of a revolutionary somewhere around the time of, uh, around the time of, uh, I think it was in somewhere in London, I think it was, during something big that was going on around that time. Uh, <clears throat> but like I said, today he would have turned 131 years old, but he passed away in 1922. Uh also, one more person's that unfortunately we that we actually lost whose birthdays today. Today would have been the 90, the 94th birthday of Gunter Grass. He sat to so like I said today, he would have been 94. Sadly, he passed away in 2015. But a couple of birthdays right here. Today we wish legendary actress Angela Lansbury, because you might remember from the 80s uh, TV show uh, Murder, She Wrote. Uh, I believe she was also in the Disney movie Bedknobs and Broomsticks back in the day. She also, speaking of Disney, I think she was also the voice of the of the teapot, I think, in Beauty and the Beast, I believe. Uh, but today she turns 96 years old. Very happy birthday, indeed, to a fine actress, indeed. And today we want to wish a very happy 24th to uh latest t- tennis sensation Naomi Osaka today. She turns 24. So happy birthday to Miss Osaka here today. And of course, we do have some we do have some, of course, legendary birthdays. We do have some great birthdays here coming up. We'll talk about tomorrow on WCWS this morning. On this date in 1384, Jodwiga is crowned king of Poland, despite the fact that Despite the fact that Jalwigo was a woman. On okay. a say in 1923, some wedding to talk about. General Francisco Franco, who was 30 at the time, marries Maria del Carmen Polo y Martinez Valdez, who was 23 at the time, at the Church of San, Ron- San Juan El Riel in o- Ovidio. On a in 1965, singer Leslie who at the time marries her childhood friend and later manager Graham Pratt in New York City. And on this date in 1979, Major League Baseball outfielder Tim Raines, who was 20 at the time, marries his high school sweetheart, Virginia Hilton. Some divorces on this date in 1924. uh, Margaret Mitchell, best known for writing Gone with the Wind, divorces her first husband, Baron Red Upshaw. And on this date in 1984, Fourteen divorces. NBA guard George Gervin, who was thirty-two at the time, after nearly eight years of marriage. Some passings of some passings here in history, here, folks. Um, Marie Antoinette passed away on this date in seventeen ninety-three. Alfred Jodl passed away on this date in nineteen forty-six. Joachim von Ribbentrop passed away on this date in, in the. 1946. Wilhelm Keitel Keitel passed away on his date. Also 1946. George Marshall, a a well-known general from right here in America, passed away on his date in 1959. And Mosh Dian, which I believe he was a legendary actor. Um, He looks kind of familiar, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, He passed away in 19... uh, let's see on this date in 1643 a lion spared a businessman who prayed on his knees on this day and the event is still being celebrated in an ancient London church three centuries later a, uh, of course the headline here is the Remembered, has been remembered for the past 375 years. Hmm. Okay. Now let's go to your movies and television history and birthdays here for today. Uh, first off, as we said in the state in 1923, the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio is eventually founded on a state in 1949. WDAF TV Channel 4, in, which is in Kansas City, Missouri, an NBC affiliate, begins their broadcasting. 1962 KTxt TV channel 5 in Lubbock Texas a PBS affiliate begins their broadcasting on a state in well on two moments here in 1967 uh, wetk TV channel 33 in Burlington Vermont a PBS affiliate begins their broadcasting and WGNO TV channel 26 in New Orleans an ABC affiliate begins their broadcasting on this date in 1979 a sketch show entitled Not the Nine O'Clock News debut starring Rowan Atkinson, Chris Langham, Pamela Stevenson, and Mel Smith on BBC2. <clears throat> on, this, on this date in 1992, the 1700th David Letterman show was filmed officially. And on this date in 1992, something very unique here, folks. The Gilligan's Island TV pilot of his film, TV pilot that was filmed in 1964 is first shown on TV, and it was shown on TBS. Very interesting, of course, here indeed. Uh, as we said, one birthday to talk about here today: uh, legend, like we said, legendary actress Angela Lansbury today turns 96, and one passing on this on this date: uh, Shirley Booth, best known for the uh, as a classic TV show, not a lot of people. Today day we remember it, but a, a TV show called uh, Hazel, I think it was back in the day, I believe she played the title character, Shirley Booth, sadly passed away on this date in 1992. Some, um, some weddings to talk about here today, on the date in 2004, act, uh, Christian Brando, the son of legendary actor Marlon Brando, who was 46 at the time, marries Deborah Presley at the Little Wedding getting to Las Vegas. On the date in 2011, actress, screenwriter, and model Nikki Reed, who was 24 at the time, married singer-songwriter Paul McDonald, who was 27 at the time, at a private ranch in Malibu, of course, in California. And also in 2013, actress and singer, of course, Kristen Bell, best known for Veronica Mars and several other great TV shows and movies, who was 30 at the time, married actor Dax Shepard, who was 38 at the time, at the Boyle County Clerk Clerk's Office in California. Uh, let's see. Okay, now let's go to your music history and birthday report here. Uh, on the state here in 1912, Arnold Schoenberg's *Pierre Lunaire premieres at the Berlin Shore Leon Saul, which was sung by Albertine Zing. I mentioned that before. On the state 1938, Aaron Copland's and Eugene Lawrence ballet *Billy*. Kid premieres in Chicago. On a state 1939, George Kaufman and Moss Hart's comedy, The Man Who Came to, to Dinner, opens at the Music Box Theater in New York City, runs for 739 performances. On a state 1942, Aaron Copeland and Angus DeMille's ballet Rodeo premieres in New York City. On a state 1948, Red Mill opens at Ziegfeld Theater in New York City for 831 performances. On the same 58, Benjamin Britten's Nocturne premieres. On the state of 1965, Drat the Cat closes at Martin Beck Theater, New York City, after only eight performances. And on the same 1972, Pacific Paradise opens at Palace Theater, New York City, for only five performances. Some notable birthdays to mention here, folks. On the state of 1605, Charles Ko- Koipa. That the the Such the Suchy was born on this was born on this date, like I said, 1605. Uh, he was a poet and singer of French descent. He was of course born in Paris. He passed away in 1677. On the state 1679, Jean Dismas Zelenka, a, a he was born. Of course, he was a composer, of Bohemian descent. He was born at uh, Libuňov. Loose lands of the Bohemian crown uh, he passed away in 1745 On want to say 1729 uh, Pierre van Malder um, was born in Brussels uh, the southern low countries of course which is now known as Belgium he was a of course he was Flemish he was a violinist and composer he passed away in 1768 and on the state in 1765 Nicholas DuVernoy was born. He was a horn player, composer of French descent, was born in Montpellard, county of Montpellard. He passed away in 1838. Some passings here in the world of music, 17, and I'm sorry, I'm on saying 1621, Jan Petruzoun Swilnik, an organist and composer, passed away around the age of 59. On the stage 1621, Joseph Solomon Domingo a physician mathematician and music theorist of Italian descent he was born in 1591 so so he probably was about that like he was probably about in his 60s possibly when he passed I believe on date in 1726 Giovanni Maria Capelli a composer of Italian descent passed away at the age of 77 and on St. 50, Silvius Leopold Weiss, a composer and lutenist of German descent, passed away at the age of 64. Some weddings, of course, we said in 1965, uh, Leslie Uggams married her childhood friend, Graham Pratt. 2011, Nikki Reed marries Paul McDonald in Malibu. Uh, and 2013, Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard and now, ladies and gentlemen, let's check out your sports history and birthdays here for today. On the to state 1908, the Edmonton Rugby Football Club reorganizes as Eskimo. On the state 1909, in its fourth title defense, Jack Johnson KOs Stan- Stanley Ketchell in the 12th round at Mission St. Arena in Coma, California and his crown. On a state 1909 as well, baseball World Series, the Pittsburgh Pirates beat the Detroit Tigers 8-0 at Bennett Park to clinch 4-3 win. This was the Tigers' third straight World Series defeat. On a state in 1912, baseball World Series, the Boston Red Sox beat the New York Giants 3-2 at Fenway Park to clinch a 4-3-1 series win. Series extended to eight games as one game tied due to darkness. On say 16 Dodger manager Wilbert Robinson is given a 5000 dollars bonus. On say 1921, Jim Conselman takes over as coach of, of the Rock Island Independence from Frank Kaufman Only mid-game coaching change in the history of the NFL. On the 1936, Lou Gehring is, vo- is voted American League MVP by the BBWAA. And on State 1942, the National decree titles of those serving in the armed services um, on some noble birthdays uh, but this is a legendary coach Dave, Dave Boucher. Uh, let's see here I believe I have an idea as to how old he would uh, see he would have turned 81 years old here today sadly he passed away in 2002 and today, as we said, happy 24th birthday to Naomi Osaka. Notable passings, of course, here in sports. nineteen twenty 1920, 1928, Septim- Septimius Kinnear, who was a cricketer. He did a test for England. He passes away. We don't know how old he was. I'm sorry to have that age. On his day, 1946, Ernest Brunner, who was an Austrian Nazi, uh, he was hanged at the age of 43. I say 1948, Henry Foley, who was a cricketer, he did one test for New Zealand, scored 2 and 2, sadly passed away at the age of 42. And on the state 1968, Ellis Kinder, who was a baseball player from right here in America, passed away at the age of 54. Um, on this, we said some birthdays here, I mean, some weddings here on this date in 1979. We said. Major League Baseball outfielder, Tim Raines. Like we said, he was 20 years old at the time this happened. Marries his high school sweetheart, Virginia Hilton. And on his date in 1993, NFL coach Don Shula, who was 63 at the time, marries his second wife, Mary Ann Stevens, at St. Joseph Catholic Church in Miami Beach. And as we said on the date in 1984, one divorce here, Joyce King divorces NBA guard, George George Gervin. Two at the time, after nearly eight years of marriage, and and of course, as we talked about here, uh, the, Mex- the the Olympics in Mexico City in 1968. Uh, like we said, Tommy Smith and John Carlos, standing on, were of course after receiving their medals, actually did the the the, su- the salute. Of course, it's the long time I'll use this term as they as of course they were talking about Black Power. Um, of course, said, protesting the racism against African Americans, of course, during all this as well. One, I think one won the gold medal, as we said. One, and the other, and 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 the other, I think won, I think a bronze medal in this, of course, as well. But they were, uh, but they were, but they, of course, like I said, had this, I'm sure, on their mind while they were competing. So I think this is this seems. Like Said they needed to do it. So there you go. So so ladies and gentlemen, there you have it with your pop culture history and birthday your wrestling and your pop culture history and birthdays here for today. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 141 three six four pound. This is episode number two hundred and eighty one of WCWS Power Hour. Like we this is Saturday, October sixteenth, two thousand twenty. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw on the line here. Of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle. Are, of course, are, are taking it easy here and getting themselves prepped to watch, of course, tonight's edition, a special edition of AW Dynamite. Of course, as I did mention, of course, here in the news earlier this week, of course, due to the uh, hockey games that are going on, of course, that, that, took, that one took place this past Wednesday, and I think another will be taking place this coming Wednesday. Uh, AEW Dynamite has moved has moved their shows from Wednesday night to Saturday night. So tonight and next Saturday they'll be having editions of Dynamite. So <clears throat> so but it did have special editions of uh, I think uh, what was some of the best matches from Dark and Dark Elevation uh, on YouTube. Of course we did post those in the AEW US page. If you wish to go back there and uh, take a look at some of Take those moments and videos and everything like that. (coughs) But now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring you, of course, um several things that did take place here, of course, this week in the Radio Network. Uh first off, first off, of course, we did we did highlight several moments that did take place, including what happened. On Monday, on what happened, of course, on Monday Night Raw. Also, what happened with NXT (laughs) 2.0? Excuse me. I did, of course, ladies and gentlemen, bring you some updates this past Thursday about what happened with uh, this past uh, this past um, Thursday's Thursday night's edition of Impact Wrestling. Uh, We did, of course, like I said, highlight. We did at least one or two nights in which we got to highlight several videos that were posted, of course, in the WCWS NXTNG video vault of several great matches, of course, including, uh, obviously, of course, some Survivor Series 1989 as the Hulkamaniacs, which was Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake Robertson Demolition, taking on uh, the million-dollar team, who I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, was... uh, I want to say it was the obviously the million dollar man, um, and, uh, and I know the powers of pain were involved in it. I'm not sure who the I'm not sure who the fourth man was. I don't know if it was Virgil. I don't know if it was Mister Perfect. I'm not sure who was involved in that last in and on, on the who was involved in the million dollar team. Of course, at, that match less like i said some classic matches and of course we have more we have posted some more moments and matches here we are going to get several more up up and posted on there here just here in a little while we've been doing that all week long but we will continue to post more great moments here as well obviously of course like i said a lot of big time hype of course about aew of course especially with with of course a, a lot of folks including cm punk Adam and Brian Danielson, of course, uh, making their making their presence known in AEW. Of course, hyping up AEW here big time. Uh, um, also, we did give you some highlights as to what did happen last night on um, on Rampage. Not a whole lot, but including, of course, we did talk about the uh, we did of course we did of course talk about that they had for Rampage Which included of course the match between Matt Seidel and CM Punk Of course CM Punk won the match but of course It was a match out of respect They did shake hands of course after the match took place Also I think Ruby Soho did defeat I believe The Bunny And But obviously of course her and uh, Penelope Ford and someone I think another person or something like, something Along those lines uh, uh, Came out and attacked uh, Ruby Soho uh, obviously, of course, um, a lot of stuff hyped up about uh, <clears throat> a lot of stuff has been hyped up, of course, for upcoming events, including full gear. Obviously, obviously, of course, some still reeling over the announcement of the new TBS championship, which is another women's belt. And of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, per the comments that were made by current AEW women's champion, who she shouldn't even be champion in the first place, uh, Britt Baker, pretty much said that we created the second championship at least like I said she'll know she'll she's thinking that she'll be able to hold on to that bill for a very very long time and there won't be anybody there won't she won't have that but anybody will be a direct threat to of course uh, her reign and of course as I've mentioned many many times over and over and over and over I'm pretty certain that somebody's gonna put Britt Baker in her place try to try take out uh, Reba not Rebel and also Jamie hater and who knows like I said, whenever that time comes, they will of course knock her off her pedestal. So you could best believe that Britt Baker will obviously still have a target on her back, and I'm sure that would be the same for whoever eventually wins the TBS Championship. So we'll just have to wait and see. Of course, obviously, with what will with what will be of course uh, with what will be happening of course here here in- in uh, weeks to come. Uh, obviously, of course, uh, <clears throat> there will be, like I said, some talk here, of course, I'm sure, this coming week about what will happen on tonight's edition, the special edition of Dynamite. Uh, but nevertheless, here, of course, it will be, a, never, it, I'm sure, like I said, uh, Ramp, it will be, of course, a great show, nevertheless, of course, but the guys on Raw Radio we'll talk about that, of course, Monday afternoon. Uh, we also, of course, did an and of course I still need to I still need to of course uh, still need to post this of course here as well uh, as far as WWUS dynasty is concerned of course the king of the ring and queen's court uh, poll matches uh, I can go ahead and officially announce ladies and gentlemen that that the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo did win did come from behind and did pick up the WSWUS king of the ring uh, uh, title. And that way, that gives him an opportunity to choose to ponder, of course, who, whom he'll go after and for what championship. So, like I said, he is still pondering that. And once, like I said, we know, we will definitely, of course, find that out. Now, as for the Queen's Court, obviously, there's going to be a little bit more of a delay in that. And I'll need to get that match posted here tonight so we can start making our run here, as well as, of course, start making preparations for these second thing here and i'll bring that up in a moment but as for the queen's court match here we had a three-way tie that ended the official match between the black widow michelle lynn dodds the empress Anne marie rickenbach and alayla peters so ladies and gentlemen what what i will be doing on wcws dynasty i will be posting a triple threat sudden death match to determine who will be the first member of wcws's queen's court and will or earn opportunity for any ladies championship in wcws <clears throat> will it be michelle will it be ann or will it be a we will of course find that out we will of course like i said find out and we will of course definitely let you know um, of course obviously the other ladies that were involved in that match jody valentine uh, Heather Renee and Chelsea Glover did not receive any votes here, of course, at all. So, um, so obviously it's so it a three-way tie, like I said, with Michelle Ann, and Layla. So we will definitely get that match posted here after Power Hour goes off the air. I will immediately post that match on WCWS Dynasty, so we can go ahead and start getting in. And hopefully, like I said, uh, like I said, and I will have the results of that to give us plenty of time to do it, of course, but prior to of course uh next this so 1055 of revolution which will be coming up of course uh of course <clears throat> uh this friday of course uh october 22nd so be sure to of course check that out here as well uh other than that ladies and gentlemen uh we did of course get to hear from john and justin as well as thought as far as much as uh as far as of course uh Giving us our daily wrestling pop history and birthdays here for this week. Justin did play a couple of pieces of music to end a couple of our shows this week, which of course I'm very appreciative, of course, for him for doing so. We also, of course, introduced a brand new intro and outro here. Of course, if you don't recognize it, ladies and gentlemen, it is, of course, the uh, it is, of course, the uh, famed WWF uh, intro from back in 1985. And and obviously, of course, I think it kind of too um, Of course, it's not being used anymore. On as far as what mainstream, I figured that we can use it, of course, here in our own little respects as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let us now go ahead here and see if see see, of course, check in with 411 Mania and see what we have here in terms of any, of course, if any wrestling stories have made the rounds overnight between of course late last night and of course during the day today uh, while doing that I will go ahead and point out here <coughs> um, um, I will go ahead and point out of course ladies and gentlemen that the WCW US radio network hereby thank, thanking our friends um, at 411mania.com allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows of course in addition right here on power course don't forget on revolution wolfpack uh, raw radio as well as outside outside the ropes also wcws this morning as well as wrestling revisited wrestling debate and also of course uh, power hour Uh, and of course hopefully in the next couple months we hope to get some more of our shows up and going uh um, <clears throat> and, of course, like I said, we will definitely use 4-11 Mania in, on a lot of those once we get those up and going here very, very soon. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start with this first story. I mean, if we go past the 7 o'clock hour, that's quite all right. But so, there's some very interesting stories here i like to bring to everyone's attention. Uh, on this, uh, let's see, Joseph Lee posted this story. Tonight, as Bret Hart remembers drawing wrestlers' orgies on the, on uh, on a locker room blackboard during a high spots virtual signing via Feifel, Bret Hart revealed that he used to draw pictures of wrestlers in orgies on the blackboard in the WWF locker room. He said, "Remember drawing a lot of wrestlers on the blackboard in the locker room. I used to draw wrestlers in orgies and stuff on the blackboard." Really was out of boredom in the beginning. Nobody knew it was me. So I would draw big people on the blackboard and all these sexual positions and stuff. It was just to make guys laugh. No one knew it was me. I would be getting dressed, and there'd be a big orgy on the back on the on the board. And people were like, who did that? I don't know. George Wells would come into the dressing room and he would touch it up. Everyone would, would come and they thought he was doing the drawings, and he's going, I swear to God, I didn't draw it. Eventually, they knew it was me, and then wrestlers would ask me to draw them. They would go, This happened last night, and I would draw what happened the night before at the bar with some girl. I would draw something, and I would notice Andre the Giant would laugh so hard. He really loved my drawings. The crazier, the better. When I say Andre laughed, he was in a lot of pain. He would laugh so hard and loud. I used to draw Steve Lombardi in the middle of the orgies, and he would get mad. I would go, Steve, I'm drawing for Andre. I won't draw you ever again. But the next time I draw you, to stop and look over at Andre. If he's not laughing his head off, I will never draw you again. He came up to me and said, You can draw me once. Andre used to laugh and laugh hard. I drew one of the ages on the blackboard. He got really mad, going to never draw him again. And what if my wife saw that and he got really upset? He would read me out pretty good. I remember, I remember thinking, What would your wife be doing in the dressing room anyway? He gave me help for it. Next day I showed up the TV tape and invention, man is standing there and he had his arms crossed, holding a big piece of chalk. As I walked past him, he hands me the chalk and goes, You draw anything you want, anytime you want. If they went with it, you come see me. So I started drawing anything I wanted and it got to be a tradition where a lot of guys had hurt feelings because I didn't draw them. As I said, anything could happen in wrestling here, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight as Mikey Ruckus reveals a sneak peek of of the Owen Hart theme that he is working on. In a post on Twitter, AEW music man Mikey Ruckus revealed a sneak peek of the Owen Hart theme song he has been working on. As previously reported, AEW has partnered with the Owen Hart Foundation for a variety of projects. This will include Owen appearing in the upcoming AEW console game, which could be what the music is for. The deal also includes a tournament in his honor, as well as unique and original Owen merchandise like action figures, clothes, posters, and more. Ruckus, uh, at Mikey Ruckus, posted this yesterday on Twitter. He says, happy at hashtag AEW Rampage Day. Buy-in on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern and then Rampage at 10, 9 central on TNT. But first, take a quick trip back to 1992 with a bit of an, of an edge to it. The honor is and always will be mine. Of course, he got the prayer hands and a heart emoji on there as well. So definitely, of course, check all that out here as well. I'll record something about that Martha Hart did actually give give AEW the bless, blessing to do this. So, uh, so there you go. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight, as a warrant has been rescinded for the arrest of Raka Khan. There was reported last month that a bench warrant was issued for the arrest of Raka Khan, but now a PW insider has reported the arrest warrant rescinded for Trenisha Danielle Biggers, who is the real who is Raka Khan's real name. She posted a personal rec- re- reconnaissance bond yesterday resulting in the rescinding. She is facing charges before the 409th District Court in El Paso, Texas, for interference with child custody and aggravated kidnapping facilities. The trial has already been slowed down due to the pandemic and postponed six times. There is currently a status conference scheduled for October 2nd and a judges conference on November the 8th. She was indicted in August of 2019 and was actually on the most wanted fugitives list for El Paso after she didn't appear in court and was arraigned in December of that year. Interference with child custody is taking or keeping a child when you know that doing so violates a court order or judgment and is a state jail felony punishable by up to two years in prison. So obviously, of course, ladies and gentlemen, she... Right now... Things look kind of iffy, but we'll just have to wait and see, of course, what all will happen. Joseph Lee posted this story today as Ric Flair is named as honorary host for, the, for Donald Trump and Herschel Walker fundraiser. Ric Flair was trending on Twitter today, and the reason why is because he was named an honorary host for a fundraiser for Donald Trump and Herschel Walker. For his campaign to take the Senate seat in Georgia for the Republicans, from in, from incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock in November 2022, Flair is a part of an honorary host committee that includes Doug Flutie, Tom Glavin, and others. Greg Bluestein at Bluestein posted on his Twitter yesterday, says Trump is hosting a fundraiser for Senate candidate at #Hashtag Herschel Walker in Florida with several sports figures serving as honorary hosts, including Tom Glavin, Doug Flutie, and Rick Flair. Hashtag G-A-P-O-L. Hashtag G-A-S-E-N. So we'll have to wait and see about how that all that will turn out. Joseph, Joseph I mean, Jeffrey Harris, I'm sorry, t- posted this story. As CM Punk is set for guest commentary on the special Dynamite tonight, also official is the Dark Order. Versus the super click, AW has made some last minute additions to tonight's special Saturday night edition of Dynamite. CM Punk has been announced for a special guest commentary on tonight's show. Also, following what happened on Dynamite between the Dark Order and the super click, Tony Khan has booked a trios match between the two stables. So it will be Evil Uno, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds taking on the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. This year's the Inner Circle will officially be reunited tonight on Dynamite following the events on last night's Rampage. A.W. will air live tonight on TNT. Of course, here's the updated lineup for the show. The AAA tag team title match, the Lucha Brothers versus a mass tag team. Apparently, these these are two guys that actually know Andrade Elidolo. So, apparently, we we won't know until we find that out. Dante Martin will take on Malachi Black. Will take on Bobby Fish, the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament bracket announcement. John Moxley will take on Wheeler Yuta. Penelope Ford will take on Kira Hogan. The Dark Order versus the Super Click. The reveal of the AEW Full Gear Title Eliminator Tournament brackets, and CM Punk set for special guest commentary. And the Inner Circle will officially be reunited. So there will be, of course, like it says, a lot of big times, big time Coming up here in about an hour, of course, on TNT. So be sure to definitely check that out. Our next story here from Jeffrey Harris: As SmackDown and Rampage fast national numbers are out, apparently SmackDown outdraws Rampage, which is very shocking. The fast national numbers are not available for last night's editions of SmackDown and also AEW. Ramp courtesy of the Mat Man podcast Andrew Saharian. As noted, last night SmackDown aired on FS One instead of the Fox Network due to the Major League Baseball playoffs. However, the show received a supersized length and ran an additional half hour with no commercials. With the extra half going head to head with the AEW Rampage, which aired live on TNT. Per the fast national numbers, SmackDown on FS One drew seven hundred and ninety-three thousand viewers. The show started at eight p.m. Eastern Time for the Final viewership was smacked down on Fox through a viewership of two point one four seven million viewers. The last half hour of the show featured a main event between Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, and no commercial interruptions. Following a one hour free buy-in show on YouTube, AEW Rampage on TNT broadcast through five hundred forty nine thousand viewers. The fast national number for Rampage last week was four hundred sixty six thousand viewers, while the final viewership brought in five 5- hundred in 2000. The show started at 10 o'clock Eastern Time and was broadcast live on TNT featuring a match with CM Punk against Matt Seidel with no commercial breaks. Based on the fast national numbers Smackdown outdoor Rampage by only 31%. More detailed numbers and ratings will be available uh, later on. And you can check out of course the tweets from both Andrew Saharian and also Brandon Thurston as well if you want to go back and read this story. Our next story right here folks as Jeffrey Harris posted this right here. uh, uh, This story here today is Kevin Kelly show support for fans receiving copyright strikes uh, for New Japan Pro Wrestling clips and media A number of New New Japan Pro Wrestling fans on Twitter have expressed frustration on receiving copyright strikes from New Japan or TV uh, Asahi over sharing GIFs and clips from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Well, it appears at least someone has heard their frustrations and has attempted to help in New Japan Pro Wrestling, the help in the form of New Japan Pro Wrestling English broadcaster Kevin Kelly. This is through Fightful. Earlier this week, Kelly shared a message on Twitter showing his understanding for the fans who are afraid on New Japan Pro Wrestling's crackdown on gifts and media from events. Kelly also added that he's messaged the New Japan World Team on the issue, noting the crackdown policy is short sighted. Kevin Kelly wrote, I just messaged the world team. I agree this policy is short sighted. I'm sorry to anyone who has been hassled by it. Y'all you are y'all aren't profiting from this push and pull from content creators and fans has been going on too long. Of course the heat Tweet, uh, that he shared of course right here uh, yesterday of course you can go to at real Kevin Kelly of course which is his Twitter account if you wish to of course re-read that particular tweet but uh, but obviously of course Kevin Kelly of course obviously is, is attempting to push of course the envelope here going towards uh, the world team of course of New Japan Pro Wrestling on this Jeffrey Harris posted this story today as Juice Robinson reveals his character idea that he received backstage heat in NXT. Wrestler Juice Robinson was recently interviewed by Sean Ross Sapp with Fightful. And among the topics, Robinson discussed getting some heat backstage over a character idea he was pushing for in NXT. Robinson was in NXT from 2012 until 2015 when he was released. He worked under the ring name CJ Parker. Here he highlights. Jewish Robinson on a character idea he was trying in NXT before he was released. He says, Oh, yeah, gosh, I can clear the air now. This was awesome. To me, all I was trying to do, I was going to leave it all out, out there right here. I was trying to be super, super left wing, almost a caricature of a hippie or what I call a hippie, just funny stuff, kind of has some CM Punk straight edge society like that weird out there almost disconnected with the actual reality that kind of healed I was going I was trying not to lose to people in two minutes on TV. That's what I was trying to do. Robinson on a promo he filmed at SeaWorld that got banned by WWE. Robinson says so me and another guy, I can't remember who came up with it. But next thing I know we're outside of SeaWorld doing doing the the tear tear going down my eye and sad music. Yorkers were swimming and I called it Slave World. You can't say that. Of course, it was meant to be an idea. What could have been anyway destiny and he loved it, absolutely loved it. However, somebody else said, Don't show that again. Well, I ended up showing it again. Apparently, anheuser Bush sponsors Sea World. And Hires Bush also is with WWE or something. I don't know, bureaucratic bullcrap, and never saw the light of day. But it was very, very entertaining, very tongue in cheek, very pro wrestling. On the current whereabouts, on the current whereabouts of the promo video, Juice says, "I do not have it. I do not know where it is. Though. My yeah. video could ever, could ever really be released or made again." He says, "Oh, I think so. It's just wrestling. It's just fun. We're just kidding. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. You know what I mean." After leaving NXT, Robinson eventually found his way to New Japan Pro Wrestling, where he found much more significant success and won multiple titles. He and WWE superstar Tony Storm actually announced their engagement earlier this month. Yep, that's right. So, once again, congratulations, of course, on that front, right there. But, but I mean, it's like I said before. Every time you try coming up with an idea in WWE and all that, somebody's got to blast you. And lot nine times out of ten, that person that's got to do the blasting is Vince McMahon. So, so. Obviously, of course, Vince McMahon needs to pretty much be tied to a chair and listen for once. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here today as WWE files a trademark this week which is somehow related to Russell Duke reports that WWE filed a new trademark earlier this week for NXT 2.0, superstar Duke Hudson. Hudson recently appeared on NXT 2.0 with a new gimmick as a poker player. WWE filed the trademark for the term Duke's Poker Room back on the 12th of this month with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Of course, the trademark descriptions for the filing are right here on this page. If you want to come back and read for it. Of course, Hudson did previously compete in the NXT breakout tournament. Uh, previously competed in the NXT breakout tournament earlier this week. Of course, picking up picking up a win, of course, over Eichmann Jiro. So you can definitely, of course... Uh, like I said, uh, read, read all that if you wish to do so. But, of course, that's all just to simply get uh, – that's all to, that's all simp- to simply just uh, get, uh, you know, uh, the trademarks here. So he can talk about – they can post – make uh, shirts and hats and put stuff on social media and all that stuff. Jeffrey Harris posted this story today. As Darby Allen talks about what it means to be considered one of the four pillars – of AEW at last weekend's New York Comic Con, AEW star Darby Allen discussed what it means to be considered one of the four pillars of AEW. He stated the following via FIFA. <clears throat> of course, he says it's nice that you get such young guys that are so determined to show the wrestling world what is up and give the platform an AEW. We can sink or swim our own, and these are the guys that have chosen to swim. There are a lot of people there that don't take the ball and run with it, so I think it shows every week that us four are very, very hungry. Of course, the four pillars of AEW are considered to be MJF, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Jungle Boy. Uh, there's a video right here about 2021 New York City Comic Con. Uh, as I said, AEW actually invaded it. Uh, We will post it, well actually we'll post it in the AEW US page so everyone can have a, can of course can look at, uh, look at uh, how, what AEW of course did at the Comic Con right there. So Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday with some WWE news as we have a note on the Hell in the Six for Crown Jewel and also this month's classic WWE Network content. A new report has some details on WWE's logistics for Hell in a Sale taking place at Crown Jewel. Edge versus Seth Rollins is set to take place in the structure at the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view taking place on Thursday. According to PW Insider, WWE sources have confirmed the existing structure has been shipped out to, to, to Riyadh already for Thursday's show, with a to leave Monday for the event. The site adds that October's drop of classic content on the WB network and peacock is likely to be older and square garden events that have previously not been released for streaming So we can so definitely of course like i said, if you got peacock or the or of course if you're in any other other place in the world it might be the wv network you can check out of course some of that uh some of that content Hear me tell this story yesterday as Adam Cole talks about the transition from WWE to AEW and talks about a potential match with CM Punk. Adam Cole recently uh, discussed making the transition from WWE to AEW, also some potential opponents he wants to face and more in a new interview. Cole spoke with Bleacher Report, and here are some of the highlights. On the transition from WWE to AEW, Adam says, it's, re- it's been really, really cool considering the fact kind of caught on AEW for a long time. I've always been really good buddies with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and then obviously my girlfriend Britt Baker, my girlfriend Britt has been there from the very beginning, so I kind of got to see an outside perspective on AEW and how much it's grown and how much excitement has developed around this new promotion. My expectations going in were really high. So far, AEW has exceeded them, but even more important than that is the fans has just been absolutely out of control in the best way possible. I feel like I gets one of the rowdiest crowds that I've ever wrestled in front of or performed, or performed in front of, so that's been really cool. And transition-wise, I've always had really good experiences everywhere I've worked. The AEW is definitely another place where I've been super positive across the board. The vibe in the locker room is super positive. Again, the fans really want AEW to succeed. On joining the elite immediately, Adam says, so the idea for me was data and stuff like that was decided on very quickly and super last minute initially when I heard that the idea of rejoining the elite immediately my mom was like yeah let's go there wasn't really any talk or any discussion on, on breaking me in any different bringing me in any differently and I think because that first idea was pitched and I was so on board and obviously the Bucks and Kenny Bucks and Kenny were super on board to me just felt like a no-brainer so yeah I was all about I was all about that idea People facing AEW, Adam says. As far as the young guys go, Darby Allen is one. I really like to get in there with MJF. He is incredibly talented. I'd love the chance to work with him someday. I do want to step in there with Brian Danielson again. I've only wrestled Brian in a single match singles match one time. That was the la- that last minute Smackdown event, which is super memorable for me. So I love the chance to wrestle him again in AEW. On a potential match with CM Punk, Adam says CM Punk is at the top of the list. I've been very open and honest about how much he influenced me in my career. He's a guy who introduced me to Ring of Honor and independent wrestling as a whole. He was a guy who made me realize I really want to focus on promos. I never thought I'd get the chance to step into the ring with him. So maybe at some point down the road, we'll definitely get a chance to see that. Blake Lavelle posted this story yesterday as Tony Khan talks about on CM Punk. There's no bigger star in pro wrestling right now. Tony Khan joined Busted up in Radio for his weekly appearance, and he discussed a variety of topics, including AEW Rampage, going up against SmackDown, CM Punk, Stardom, and much more. Here's here's what he had to say. This This comes via Wrestling Inc. Tony Khan on AEW Rampage, going up against SmackDown, and also CM Punk, Stardom. Tony says, in some ways, it does feel good, for the fans, I will try to make the best of it. I have always said I always wanted the fans to watch all the wrestling they wanted to watch, but tonight that's apparently going to be an impossibility. So we're going to blow it out and make it make our show the best of, the best we can. I'm really excited about it. For the hardcore fans, there's really something special tonight. Even if you're not a hardcore fan, I think you're going to really I think you're really going to enjoy the show. To a lot of the really deep hardcore fans, it's going to speak to their roots tonight, what they see. But even if you're in wrestling, you're going to love it. Because some of the stars in the sport are going to be competing in AEW tonight. There's no bigger star in pro, pro wrestling right now than CM Punk. And I'm really excited about his match with Matt Sydal. Of course, that, that's the one that took place last night. On the thought process behind booking the matches for the buy-in special ahead of Rampage, and the support from AEW fans, Tony says, "Well, it's a dream. It's a different situation being in this kind of competition. I think we really that we have really, we really, we have really hardcore fans that love our show, and we never had anything like this. Like I was saying, Friday night Rampage is one hour, and now with Dynamite being on the weekend, it's three hours of live wrestling on the weekend. I'm trying to get the fans excited, and I want to make it feel like an event." Even if people are out and about, people nowadays can still watch things anywhere. You can watch AEW on your phone, the TNT app, YouTube TV, Sling, Hulu, and that's how some people watch now, So if you're out and about tonight. There's a lot of good reasons to throw AEW on your phone, even if you're not at home or if you're watching on a second screen. Our fans have always been there for us we started from the ground up with nothing and built this from scratch with the support of the wrestling fans and the wrestling fans have been there for us every time there's been <clears throat> there's been time after time where i've questioned myself and i have to say that sometimes i feel like a, a wrestling version of george bailey of course you know wonderful life because time to time the fans show up and really validate everything we're doing and makes me so happy we've We've done now well over 100 episodes of Dynamite, and we're going on 10 episodes of Rampage now, and this feels like one of the biggest weekends we've ever had to be able to do Dynamite Saturday, of course, tonight, and lead off with a live Friday Rampage and so many stars on the card. Plus, there's a lot for Dynamite tomorrow that I haven't announced as I'm really trying to keep, to, of course, uh, as he was trying to keep, of course, last night's focus on TNT. But there'll be more to come for the Saturday Dynamite, of course, as well, which will be tonight. There's just a lot on tap for the fans. It's a great weekend to be a wrestling fan, I think. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, one last story here that we bring up here. One that we bring right here, of course, in Joseph Lee from Joseph Lee last night, Adam Cole talking about reuniting the undisputed era in AEW. Of course, as his words, never say never. In an interview with comicbook.com, Adam Cole spoke about a possible undisputed era reunion in AEW with himself and Bobby Fish. Now that both are on the roster, here are some highlights. On this popular AEW entrance theme, Cole says, I'm the lucky duck. I'm very, very lucky. So, yeah, it's been so cool. First and foremost, I've gotten a chance to work with some of the most talented people in the world where it comes to making really cool interest music. Like, for example, Mikey Ruckus has done an all, all, such an awesome job with so many things and me getting to be hands-on with him and kind of telling him my exact concept and my exact idea. Because I'm one of those people that I'll have an idea in my brain and I can't really put pen to paper or, in his sense, I can't make the and make the song sound cool but he will take an idea of mine which was very vague by the way i think all i had mentioned was i wanted to have a strong rage against the machine feel and also i had a song in Rio honor called something for you that was pretty popular among some people and i wanted like a taste of that as well and he ended up ended up kind of using very similar drums within that song to, into my current song but man it's been so it's been so cool i don't know how i got so lucky for like every single stage of my career having really really cool songs and i'm pumped about it on if he met up with bobby fish when he arrived in aew uh cole says we did i love bobby as many people know me bobby fish kyle riley roger strong were kind of attached to the hit for nearly four years prior to this so to have to have bobby to be involved in aew is really exciting for me again he's a great friend of mine he's a guy i've known for over a decade He's really, really talented. I thought he really showcased how good he was against Sammy Gravera for the TNT title this past week. i am excited to see more of what he can do. But at the end of the day, those days are so, so busy. Me and Bobby make sure to take a few minutes to reconnect and chat. And it was so great to see him face-to-face. On a possible undisputed era reunion in AEW, Cole says, Obviously in pro wrestling, never say never. But I remember someone recently asked me this about Kevin Owens. Life becomes a comes to Kyle Riley and Roderick Strong of course I love the idea of working in the same company as those guys I love those guys all that talk that we did for four years about being brothers and talking every single day that's all true that's true to this day we still talk every single day so I'm very very tight with those guys but at the end of the day I do want those guys to do what's best for them so whether that be them showing up in AW whether it be staying in NXT whether them going to Raw or Smackdown or going over to Japan or what have you as I always because I do care about my about my friends. I want them to do what's best for them. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Interesting. Okay. So we'll definitely keep our eyes open on that, ladies and gentlemen. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you very much here for listening here to, to tonight's edition of uh, Power Hour, of course, episode number 281. Uh, as we, of course, mentioned here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> as i was I, as i of here, I will on WCWS Dynasty, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be posting a sudden death match to determine the winner of the WCWS Queen's Court between the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, the Empress Anne-Marie Rickenbach, and Layla Peters due to the three-way tie that we had, of course, after the official announcement was made about last night's result on Revolution. So I will be posting that on WCWS Dynasty. And also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as you see, a lot of people in. No, I have created another group to, of course, help accommodate the pay-per-view prediction to, to, to accommodate, of course, the, uh, the, of course, prediction title challenges, of course, that we do in WCWS. Of course, that page is entitled WCWS Pay-per-view Prediction Center Second Phase. And ladies and gentlemen, like this, it's going to be an addendum to the original pay-per-view prediction center group. Of course, then we'll of course have the poll options available. The second one, unfortunate, the first one, unfortunately, of course, we had to stop using due to, of course, the poll option no longer being available anymore. Which we don't understand why in the world it suddenly stopped. But we hope to, of course, like I said, incorporate all that in there. The crown, the the matches for Crown Jewel will be the first ones that we in, that we of course post on that new page, and then I will be posting those on this page here coming up here in a little while um so that we can go ahead and start getting the voting in here as well of course that pay-per-view is just coming Thursday according to the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo he did inform me about this last night on Revolution that 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 event will start at 12 noon Eastern time of course here um on of course Peacock and of course obviously the WWE Network um, which of course, like it's different hours over there in Saudi Arabia, obviously, so <clears throat> it will start at twelve it will start at twelve o'clock our our time here in the United States, so that way that we can go and start getting matches in, of course, I will post that tonight and start getting those matches in of course here right now um at right after uh, power hour is over with here folks, so be sure to of course listen in, be sure to of course check out that page right there. To get your votes officially in for for that for that for um, that, of course, as well. So, and hopefully, like I so said, we will have a lot of folks, of course, chime in. Um, we are expecting to hopefully have twenty people, of course, be a part of this. this is a big goal that we're hoping to set. So, we're hoping to, of course, have a lot of folks um, sign up here. To sign up here and, and take part. So, in the meantime, of course, here folks be looking out uh, on both WCWS Dynasty and the new Center Second page group. Of course, for these matches, of course, as we'll get them on there, of course, and we'll and we'll of course um, and we'll of course keep you updated as to how everybody, how all the however everything is going on those pages, leading up towards this coming Thursday on Wolfpack, and this coming Friday on revolution so be sure to listen in on all that power hour episode 281 is a broadcast of the wcws radio network right here of course on talk we are of course six years older continuing to be bolder the radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection <clears throat> be sure ladies and gentlemen to check out all of our other pages of course where we've got a lot of great matches <laughs> We have, we have a lot of matches and moments, of course, here posted. <clears throat> um, of course, for everything, of course, our recent tribute groups to women of WWS, of course, obviously the video vault. <clears throat> also, of course, um, like I said, our tribute groups, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to, of course, check out. Be sure to check out everything that we've got listed here, of course. Here, indeed, um, and we'll continue. We're continuing, of course. Keep our pages fresh with best, all new, with class content and everything like that among those uh, among those lines there. So, be sure to, of course, listen in on listen, check it all those out here today on all of our groups, of course. Here on Facebook and all, check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course. Here in WCWS. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is of course the one and the only the WS Radio Network. Take care and God bless here, folks. And please stay safe out there and yourself and your keep yourself and your family safe. Take care and God bless. We'll talk at you tomorrow morning for WWS. This Morning, uh 805-8613 Pound tomorrow morning at 8am. Take care and God bless.